After dark, and that's the only thing you need to know about it. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. The sun has <laughs> set on another day in Gotham City. Ooh, this is a podcast about the show Gotham, I think. Gotham is a lowercase g Gotham, like oh, a meaning, like an adjective. Uh, it's the font Gotham. That's no, not the font. It's not like yeah, it's no. webdings hey, or yeah. something. I'm Pete. Let's oh, stop yes. talking oh, like right. this. Also, Pete is uh, here. Pete is definitely here. Sure. This is actually a podcast for the CW's Riverdale. We're going to be talking about the latest episode, Tales from the Dark Side, the blah, 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 which Good. is all right. almost, but not quite. Oh, Pete, did you want to ask a question yeah. right off before we got into anything? Yes. I just want to make just sure, we, because usually we start out with a recap of what's I'll happened so recap far. recap the fucking Well, shit. no, no, I just want to make sure. If your question was, are we about to do a recap, the answer is yes. Yes. Okay. So, previously on Riverdale, there is a murderer. I think we could fairly call him a serial murderer at this point. We've been pretty hard just, on this guy for a while. I mean, he's killed two people. He's killed two no, people. Come on. That's like a duo murderer. Yeah. Yeah. A duo murderer. <laughs> he's very Italian. His name yeah. is the Black Hood, and he uh, owns a meatball shop. Yeah. And I think that's all you need to know. It's said in the town of Riverdale. Uh, he has uh, thrown the town into all panic. At the same time, Jughead, our favorite guy in a crown, is slowly, slowly getting sucked into the South Side Serpents, the gang from the bad side of town that his father used to run. Now he is expected to run, though he does not want to. Uh, also... Even though they went through some hard times, Buddy and Jughead are kind of starting to get back together. Betty. Uh, what did I say? Buddy. I thought, you might have been, I thought you might have meant Archie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Buddy and Hoghead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Betty and Jughead have kind of started to get back together. Archie and Veronica are together, though that's not important to this episode. Uh, also probably important to know, though it doesn't really come up in the episode, but Cheryl Blossom town resident crazy person uh, <laughs> got attacked by a guy named Nikki St. Clair a couple of episodes back and almost she was drugged by him and almost raped uh, the pussycats and Veronica got better uh, got together kicked the shit out of that guy mm. and uh, she has been kind of dealing with the after effects of that a little bit in the background uh, also Josie and the Pussycats exist Yeah Josie and the Pussycats uh, Jesse and the Rippers Is that <laughs> what you're talking about? <laughs> yep maybe <laughs> All right, you uh, Hold on one more thing um, We should also check out, set up Chuck uh, Oh right the yeah, Sort Chuck. of bad guy for, uh, from an episode in season one Where he was uh, really throwing out some sticky maples <laughs> Which is when you post an Instagram photo With like a fucked up seminal mark on it Right But it, it's maple because the town of Riverdale The entire economy is based around maple syrup and so he was taken down by Evil Betty and Veronica, Dark Betty, if you will, and Veronica last season, along with a very creepy, uh, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, Shannon Barb. Bush. Barb, not Barb. I, I think it's Barb. <laughs> it's not Barb. If he were answering, he would say Barb. 
Uh, Ethel. 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 Thank you. Jesus, that messed me up. Uh, Taken by by a creepy Ethel at the same time. So we haven't really, we've seen him show up occasionally since then, uh, but now he is back in this episode. That is our recap. Jesus Christ. Could you take any longer with this stupid recap? Yeah, absolutely, if you want to. Okay, so back at the beginning of the time, there was Protozoa. shut up. Protozoa, they slowly developed through natural selection. And one Protozoa was dating, like, uh, the blonde Protozoa. (laughs) And another was dating the Protozoa with a crown on it. Here's the crazy thing, is that Protozoa in the middle was like, I'm stupid, look at my proto abs. (laughs) Yo, this has been going on long enough this stupid bit. Okay, can I ask you something about this This bit episode? has been going on for like five seconds. I just want to clarify. No, it has and it's interesting that you want to interrupt us to ask us something so we talk more. Yes, I want to <laughs> ask you something about the insane episode that we all just watched. Great. Yeah. Was that real or was this an indie film that somebody made about our show? Was what happened, did that really happen, or was this all just a fun first Halloween up. episode? Right. So after, okay. I after like that you the, said our show first. <laughs> yes, up. I appreciate that. Second of all, uh, we should probably go back a little bit. After the protozoa crawled out of the ocean, they invented this thing called TV shows. <sighs> all right, Those I'm just going to leave. If you're going to keep this up, I'm leaving. I'm uh, just saying TV is not real. Is that your question? No. Like, did the things that happen in this episode actually happen, or was this some t- like a special Riverdale episode where it was like scary shit, like a Treehouse old- of Horror, but yes. for Riverdale? Yes. What do you think? Ooh. I hope it better not be real. This better not have been a real episode because I'm gonna fucking lose my shit. Number one, definitely a real episode. No. Yes. No. Yes. Why? Why would you think it's not? Because and what are you so upset what about? What happened with Josie? What what do you mean? What that was we're jumping way ahead. That was a dream, Pete. What? Well, well let's talk about that when we get there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so you're this very was a legit app because they had this whole black and white star with like ooh, you know, like it was <laughs> I didn't think it was a real I thought this was just a fun episode where, you know, we just have like scarier takes on what already I, okay, all right. I'm, to be fair, I'm going to agree with you, Pete. At the beginning of the episode, in case you missed it, there's a scroll where they set it up kind of like an old movie, um, not movie serial, like a Tales from the Dark Side or Twilight Zone or something like that. With a disclaimer. Yeah, where they talk about these are three scary tales that are being right. told of the denizens of Riverdale. But they never come back to that, which is super strange that they never come back to it. But I do think everything is happening in the continuity of the show. Yes. I think they were just laying a genre uh, over the episode, which I think worked really well. If we can yeah. talk about it as a whole, each of their, there are three stories told here, uh, Archie and Jughead's story, uh, Josie's story and Betty and Veronica's story. And uh, they filtered it through like some very like, Sort of '80s, late '70s, like horror genre, right, which on made TV. me think this wasn't a real episode. But I think it made it. It was a storytelling device that let them tell, have a Riverdale episode that was like interesting, shittier and than a normal episode. It was not shittier. No, it was, actually it was. Better. literally at one point. Jughead said the title of the show. He's like, "It was just like Tales of the Dark Side." Yeah, well, that's like that was bullshit. That was but that's literally what they're referencing—a show yeah. called Tales from the Dark Side. Right, right. You might as well wink at the camera at this point and be like, "This is all bullshit." This like, show winks call, constantly. Yeah, but calling calling out the title of the episode during the show—they haven't ever done that before. They nonstop say the word Riverdale. 
Yeah, they're always well, talking. And there's about a history. Every, every, every episode of Dawson's Creek, he was like, "Well, I guess we'll have to figure this out." Uh, well, on no. Dawson's Creek, I don't care about that show. And every episode where they were like, "Man, this bar you guys is called Cheers." Yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't make me and watch those are the shows. only two other TV shows. Yeah, those are the only two. I certainly am Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like this episode was a lot of people making dumb decisions that went against their character. But that was to get back to it. That was to Justin's point. The tone that they were going giving the whole episode. They were making. They were like, like "Hey, if you like what normally, forget all that because we're doing some fucking work." No, these up. characters were behaving pretty normally. No, Archie was no. smarter in this episode than yeah, he ever is. That usual. All right, fine. I'll give you Archie, but Jughead was not. I repeat, was not. But Jughead, okay, let's talk about let's the Archie Jughead thing. So the framing device is that the Black Hood has everybody in a tizzy right. because yeah, he's I killed. I was listening to your recap, I know. But this is, he has just killed, uh, what's his name, whoever the teacher was from the Southside School. You're talking about the Sugar Man? The most yeah, the terrifying sh- <laughs> villain I could ever conceive? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Black Hood had killed the Sugar Man in the prison, right. uh, and because of it, everybody is on high alert, right? Right. And so the Black Hood says, okay, this is it. The judgment day is coming. I'm going to judge you all. You're all going to be tested over the course of this episode of Wink Riverdale. And then we get into it, and we find out what each of their tests are. So everybody is already in a very heightened state. That's why it doesn't really explain how Archie got smarter, but it definitely explains why Jughead got dumber, because he is so freaked out about what's going on. So I should have just been like, oh, the framing device of this episode puts everything in perspective. No, no. Have you ever been stressed out? Yeah, constantly. I okay, do a so show with you. Do you feel like you sometimes make rash decisions when you're stressed out? Yes. So I think you know how Jughead's feeling. All right. I'm gonna be. Ha- I'm gonna try to put you in the head of every character as we move through this episode. Yeah. Right. All I'm saying is this is a real Riverdale after dark. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so let's get into it. We I, have. If uh, I was listening to this, I would just turn this off after you did that. Yo, bit. Pete, shut up. <laughs> god. Hey. Let's be friends. Uh, Anyways, let's so the it. episode starts after the after the indie college uh, intro. That's not accurate. Uh, we have a bughead is back film intro. Bughead is back. You must be thrilled. But how are they just um, all of a sudden back in bed together after they broke up? Like, what the fuck was that? They just love each other, maybe. Yeah, or maybe they're just. Loving that sex. <laughs> well, that's fine, but like <laughs> normally oh, man, you got after people right? break up, <laughs> loving that sex. <laughs> yeah. Normally after people it's a break pair of up, sunglasses and it says loving that sex. Yeah, the sunglasses have a mouth on each of the lenses, though. Yeah. Which you is guys, weird, when you saw cool. that, you weren't like, "What the fuck?" I definitely was like, "What the fuck?" I think okay. we're being very hard on you, but at the same time, I agree with you because. Yes, they got back together a little bit. Uh, hashtag Joni Jopez is hashtag RIP because Joni Jopez was like, I like girls instead of you. Right. So Jughead was trying to get back together with Betty. We did see that on the last episode. They were fixing that car together. They were working. Yeah. Uh, but and fixing then, a car does, yeah, it doesn't mean like, hey, I forgive you for all the crazy shit you Maybe you they were f- actually fixing their relationship. Yeah. Oh, maybe they, put a new, uh, they put a new catalytic so the converter. Catalytic right. converter in their well, hearts. Well, Betty did say that in the previous episode where she's like, oh, man, this metaphor isn't working. we got to get this metaphor working. And then Jughead was like, I agree, hashtag Bughead. Let's keep, keep in mind that the only reason they broke up was because of a nonsense thing that Betty did because she was being threatened by right. uh, the Black I, Hood. I'm aware. Uh, but so they're back together. Also, they're teenagers. They fuck around. 
Wow, dude. Really? You're yeah. just going to dismiss it? Don't you remember being just full of Romeo? Uh, just full of passion, not knowing what to do? I don't know. I had my first kiss at like 21. Okay. There you go. That's oh a God. fact. You were more of a uh, Tybalt. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so then after the they're in bed together, we're just supposed to forget all that shit. Then the one thing that Jughead's dad said to him, and we got it repeated, don't trust Penny. Whatever you do, don't Penny, believe that. Penny Peabody. Don't put anything into what she's saying. And what does he do? She comes up to him with this crazy notion here, here's, he, uh, can, we, dad, can we pause here for a second? Sure. Why did you say Penny, which is the name of my daughter, instead of Penny Peabody, which is the name of the character that they said in full? <laughs> I didn't know I had to say the full fucking All name I'm for you to follow. All I'm saying is, like, why do you fucking not trust my daughter? Don't bring your she, daughter into she's this. She's seven years old. Your daughter asked me to bring a lot of weird boxes to different places. <laughs> and, like, I do it, but some are yeah. big. And heavy. That she did say to me before I left for work this morning, she was like, now you're in the serpents for good. Yeah, yeah. She also said to me, don't fuck with me if you want your jingle jangle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Penny said to me. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you what, she's fucking right. Yeah. She anyway, had a wait, Fisher Price knife that, to Actually, my I don't want to derail this too much, but can I tell you guys the joke that my daughter, oh, my seven year old daughter, told oh, me yesterday? Gonna be good. She was like, hey, you want to hear a joke? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, it's kind of a joke that I shouldn't say. And I was like, okay. Ooh. She's like, you want to hear it? And she, I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, and she, <laughs> I was like, I, I sure. Hickory this- dickory die. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking and everything. <laughs> it was fucked up. No, she told me this joke where she was like, um, uh, Oh, you're looking to see how much time you're killing by doing this fucking bit? <laughs> it's not a bit. Get to it already. What the fuck, man? No, I actually, I blanked on the joke I realized. Uh, all I remember. Oh, the setup? You don't even know the joke <laughs> you're telling? Is Penny your ghostwriter, man? Yeah. No, here's the here's the reason I don't remember it is because the joke is a thing where like uh something between F and K, like what's the letters between F and K? And you're supposed to think it's fuck, right. but it's actually fire truck. And she was like, fire truck. And I was like, oh ha ha ha. And she's like, you know what the word's really supposed to be? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yes, Yo. you're seven years old. Cut it out. Oh, my God. Kids grow up too fast. And then I locked her up in a cage for the next 17 years. What a Smart. panic that must Smart. have been. I liked that she was like, yeah, my dad's not going to get this. Uh, <laughs> 100%. Yo, dad, do you know the word fuck? <laughs> <laughs> now that's Penny Peabody. Okay, so anyways, it didn't bother you guys that Jughead was not going to check with Penny Peabody's information that her dad completely is hospitalized. But if first one, of all, nobody would have fucking called him. Hold None on. of the snakes would have fucking said something. First of all, thank you for saying her full name. Second of all, I have no other points, Justin. Uh, the thing is, the one thing that sends Jughead into a full-on panic is his dad. Right, like, but he literally said, son, whatever you do, don't trust this person. He, do not trust. Do not get involved. Do not. Yeah, but she's like, crazy scheme. And he's like, I'm Archie now. His father like, was f- his father was in danger, he thought, maybe dead, maybe like being threatened by the prison ghoulies, which are like worse ghoulies. When you're uh, but he also already owed Penny Peabody a favor for what happened in a previous episode. So yeah. he was already indebted to her. He like I totally understand what his situation is. He's under a lot of pressure in this in in this world. He's agreed to lead the serpents. He's got the lawyer who he owes a favor to, telling him something scary, and he's like, "It's a simple thing I have to do." He does. It. I, I do think 
that if this had happened two episodes back, it wouldn't have made as much sense. But each episode, yeah. they've put Jughead in deeper and deeper and deeper into the world of the serpents to where there really is no getting out for him at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, he I will get out. I just couldn't believe that he but... would just not listen to his father about he, that. Well, he's so he's actually you... ju- he's jug-headed for disaster. So this is a crazy guy on the road horror movie is the framing for this. Yeah. They end up getting a flat. They get picked up by a creepy guy. Who, oh, so creepy. Uh, creepy guy on the road. Who, who... is the old-timey version of uh, the Black Mask, the Reaper. So, no, hold on a second. No, no, no. He's so, definitely the Reaper. No, no. Uh, so he the bunch of, but a, a bunch of things happens. Uh, Jughead agrees to carry what we assume is our drugs. He becomes Drughead. No, nah, right. it seemed like some kind of monster in a box. You just blew by this really good joke that Justin just made. Uh, thank you. I'll say yeah. it again later. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Archie comes with him. They talk about their dreams. And Pete, to put you in the head of Archie, have you ever done a sit-up? Yeah. That's what Archie is. He's a human sit-up. Uh, That doesn't make any sense. I told you I was going to put you in the head of each of the characters as we go through. So Jughead ends up getting picked up with this guy who has the whole religious, crazy person thing going. He's telling creepy stories. One item I think probably important to Archie fans of note is the guy is on the road to Greendale, which is the town across from Riverdale. That's the town that Jason and Cheryl were trying to get to in the boat in the first season. That's also the town where Sabrina the teenage li- witch ostensibly lives. We haven't met her yet. We haven't heard about her yet. You keep trying but, to push this uh, agenda. Well, that, but is, but he says anything could happen on the road to Greendale, yeah. right. which is a pretty clear allusion to the fact that there's magic happening in that town. No, yeah, I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Is also Greendale where Grundy went? Was it? I think it might have been, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure either, but yeah. I felt like it sort of sounded like Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was Riverhead. Or yeah, something. I think there was something someplace different that she went, uh, but Greendale, they've you definitely know, set it up. It's not the first time, but like the way that he's alluding to it, and particularly in this episode, I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, so the reason they have to have this, uh, Archie and Jughead get a flat tire as they're talking about their New York City dreams. Uh, like Which was innocent. adorable. I thought yeah. that was really nice. A nice bonding moment and a nice sharing moment. But then the creepy guy who happens to check all these boxes of the things that the Black Hood is doing, talking about this crazy religious and all this insanity, uh, then says to them, whatever you do, don't look under the tarp. Don't look under the tarp. Oh, I'm traveling with a crazy person. I have one thing. I couldn't believe Chuck had looked It's like, the... so the other day, my daughter, Penny, oh, she man. came into the kitchen while I was I making can't. dinner. No, no, hold on. And she said, like, hey, have you heard this joke about this guy who has three beautiful tarps and the salesman who stops by and the farmer with the tarps is like, whatever you do, don't have sex with my three beautiful tarps. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to stop there. Good. I don't. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what sex joke book you have at home, but uh, that's uh, what life you live. So, well, here's the thing about that. I, I again, I understand what you're getting to, Pete. Here, I do disagree with you. So, this guy starts talking about the Reaper, which is a killer that was back in the day, and he says right. that everything repeats, everything has a cycle. This is something we've talked about on the podcast a lot that we expect 
at some point they're going to have some sort of flashback episode because they keep referring to the past on this show. Definitely. Right. Whether but it's just the riots that happened to the day between the South Side and the North Side. Young Mrs. Well, Cooper. Yeah, young Mrs. Cooper. And now we find out about the Reaper, a killer back in the day, who this guy believes the Reaper was reincarnated, is the same person potentially as the Black Hood. But I don't think this guy is either of those things. No, he definitely He's is. He's just a crazy... Hardcore religious guy. Who also happens to be saying the same things that the Black Hood says and literally just... Maybe there's a cult of the Black Hood, you know? Maybe there's something that builds up Listening to this. the crazy person's yeah. radio station. Like a red circle. That's not... Nobody listens to that shit. A lot of people do. Yeah, a you lot of people You should go anywhere else yes. in the country besides New York City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, you, if you drive anywhere around the country and you turn on the radio... It's mostly these crazy religious it's hardcore not mostly. stations. You can't say that. That's it is. Yeah, I mean, and Z one hundred, Z one hundred is everywhere. Oh yeah, God. and that's right. totally sane and normal. Just ask the morning DJs. Yeah. Uh, so the creepy dude in the tribe, Elvis Duran, worship the flame. <laughs> yeah. uh, the creepy dude mentions Jason Blossom, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, sort of cash, pretty casually. Uh, but I love the horror. Wait, I can we actually talk about that sure. for a second? Because. This is the first time we've heard the, wow, Archie looks a lot like Jason Blossom thing in yeah. a while. There's got to be a reason for that. We've talked about that a bit as well. Well, I mentioned this uh, maybe on our first or second episode of the season. I feel like maybe the Black Hood thought Archie was Jason Blossom, and that's why uh, the, the this whole thing started. Right. right. And that's so, why he was targeted. proves that yeah. crazy guy that I talked about is... Either the Reaper or the Black Mask. No, uh, I don't know. I think hood. just people... Because that's why you said, oh, I thought you looked like him. But Mrs. No. Blossom, at some point, thought that Archie right, looked well, like Mrs. Jason Blossom. Well, Mrs. Blossom's also in on it, too. <laughs> You're, you, would be a a great, you would be a great detective. Yep. All right. uh, I, do oh. think, I do think at a certain point we should move on to the second storyline. Uh, no. just, just a couple things. Uh, like I love the horror elements. I think this really ma- like strengthens the show when they have a genre to play off. We get this fun, the tarp thing. We get Archie seeing that fucked up deer. Which was super cool. They bring the box. Oh they, yeah, the deer that was just like Archie that was sees awesome. in the middle of the road. There's that was two really different deer. There's, there's a deer who locks eyes at Archie, yeah. and I really wanted the deer to be like, "Hey, Archie." Yeah. <laughs> that was that creepy deer who just like eyeballed them, and then there was the dead deer. Yeah. But did you guys see what it said on the box? No idea. No. That was great. I gotta tell that for those of you uh, at home. uh, Pete and Alex just kissed on the lip. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see what it said on the box? What? HP Lovecraft. Okay. There's a monster in the box. Not drugs. Well, it's pancake batter. Show is very good with. uh, Metaphor. Gone. But I love that we had that crazy woman in the wheelchair. Like that, those kind of elements, like very Twin Peaks, very cool. I think it strengthens the show so much. And come to find out, FP is fine. He was tricked by Penny Peabody the right. same way that Alex was Which tricked is by a, Penny. Yeah, all the time. Which is a classic Tales from the Dark Side thing. There's a little twist at the end where we find out everything. No, I wrong. love when TV shows take a character that I love and appreciate and then make them dumb for no reason to fit whatever trope they want to throw in an episode. I wrote it in my notes. Is that this true? Episode Do you really blows. like that? I, I was really upset. Blows your ab- mind? No, sucks. I I was not. I didn't like this episode for a lot of different reasons, and I just feel like it, cool if this was going to be a fun theme thing that nothing matters. But the fact that there is reality in the fact that these characters are doing things they don't normally do uh, bothered me. Uh, you're crazy. This was one of the strongest episodes of the season. Let's move no. on and talk about uh, the Josie storyline. Yeah, yes. let's talk about this bullshit. 
Uh, so Josie's at creep rehearsal late at night in the yeah, school. Yeah, you can't kill the black girl. Okay, this is a stupid trope that happens in horror movies. Black person always dies. You cannot do that in today's fucking television. You I, should not. That should. It's just ridiculous. I don't think that's what they were going for, Pete. Well, I'm sure they won't, but somebody's got to be like, hey, guys, I don't think this is appropriate, all right? Yeah. Let's kill somebody else. No. I will say that I did think the section was problematic, but for different reasons than you thought it was problematic. Cool. So the plot of this is that Chuck, who we mentioned earlier, who previously was a sexual assaulter, has been reformed, at least in his own mind, has decided he likes uh, Josie and wants to go after her. At the same time, there's a creepy janitor who's following around Josie. She is forging ahead with her solo music career, which is something they casually dropped like episodes back and everybody forgot yeah. about. Uh, and at the same time, uh, Cheryl is trying to get help her get to the heart of who is leaving her heart. weird gifts. See what I did there? Nice. Weird gifts and horrifying presents like a severed, cut-out heart. So, uh, so that's kind of what's going on there. The big reason I thought this was problematic is Chuck says he's reformed, goes after Josie. She's like, no, you're a sexual assaulter. Leave me alone. And then after a scare, they end up going to Pop's chocolate shop together and dancing the night, dance the night together. He turns out to be kind of nice and going to church now based on a well-timed interjection from Pop. Um, I don't think that's great. No, I, first was... of all, for two reasons. One, I think like, hey, you have two African-American characters on the show. Let's pair them up together. That seems like a yeah. relatively easy thing to do. And second of all, Chuck should be irredeemable at this point. Like, I think... Well, but uh, Chuck, Chuck uh, wasn't uh, the same as Nick St. Clair. I know. So right, I, but I, at I don't the same think time, you can't their be crimes like, were not hey, I went to... Do you know them. what I think it is? I think it's something that's affected by the times that we're physically living Certainly. in right yeah. now that makes it But I think it that's why it's even more important to be specific about the what people do. But you and, shouldn't... Like he was too easily forgiven. Too yeah, easily, like, I mean, I'm hey, not going to argue with that. A couple meetings, I'm totally cool now. But that doesn't work like that, Chuck. But I think what they're playing with is the trope of the of the bad boy that comes out of nowhere and is suddenly nice, which is also like in horror movies. And yes, so, yeah, absolutely. Great. And great. I understand they did that. It overall, I understood what was going on. It made me disappointed in Josie because I like the character of Josie so much. Yeah. I was so excited to see her finally actually get she the was, spotlight for a little bit. She's been amazing. And then this episode happens and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Josie isn't this strong, yeah. smart, amazing character it that was, they set her up to be. Because she's getting all these weird gifts that aren't normal and she's not saying shit to anybody. And if you get a fucking heart, I don't care who you are, if you get a heart in a box that's like a bloody heart, you fucking tell people. You freak out. You Yo, do normal Pete, stuff. You don't just not say anything. You were talking about this show like it's a documentary. And it, these are characters who are behaving irrationally like they have done throughout this entire series. So can we talk about something, though? So sure. it turns out at the end of the episode... Uh, not at the end of the episode. At the end of the section, uh, Josie ends up implicating Chuck in giving the gifts, yeah. in harassing her, so he ends up getting taken away. Uh, it turns out it's actually not Chuck who's been doing it. It's Cheryl who's been doing it the entire time and giving her the gifts in order to frame Chuck. So there's a couple of things going on there. One, 
as we alluded to earlier in our podcast episode, I do think this shows how Cheryl is becoming an avenger of these sort of things. Yeah. Like, as disappointed as I was in Josie, we do get Cheryl stepping up and being like, nope, zero tolerance for harassers in yeah. Riverdale. I'm taking them all down. And yeah, I was love great. that. I love that they're not letting that go. I love that they are also, following up on that scene with the Pussycats, kicking the shit out of Nikki St. Clair and giving Cheryl that power back. I think that's very cool. The last thing that I wanted to throw out to you guys that they didn't necessarily throw out there at all, but it seemed like this was a likely possibility to me. Do you think... The heart came from the deer that the guy killed in the first section. Oh, weird. Oh, not even think. Do you I think he think was that. working for Cheryl? No. <laughs> no? Well, I don't know. I think there might be a connection there, because otherwise, where did she get a heart from? They called it a pig's heart in yeah. the episode. I don't know. But I guess they didn't test it too much, right. probably. Uh, I don't know if it, it could have been. It was a pork or venison, I guess, is the real answer. Yeah, you got to taste it. To you got to cook it. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, you guys are fucking hillbilly weird over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Cheryl is, I agree with her stance, but, like, she's being pretty creepy about it. She's being not a, she's being a good friend in one sense to Josie, but she's also lying to her and scaring the shit yeah, out of her. Yeah, I mean, her. she kind of covered it up by saying, like, oh, I feel so bad. Uh, uh, you saved my life, and I'm trying to do everything I can you know? I don't know. I thought that was a great twist because the entire time you think it's the creeper janitor who's doing everything, yeah, but then do, it turns yeah. out to be Cheryl, which I actually did not expect. Me, me neither. No, I loved this this as a turn at the end. I just thought, like, <laughs> for you to say, like, she's a great Avenger, I'm like, well, she's doing some fucked up things, too. Um, the means justifies the ends? Uh, no, nice. ends justifies the means. That is go. the way. I guess they both work there. All right, let's talk about the third section, your herd section. And this, of course, is Betty versus Veronica, Dawn of Justice. Pete, how'd you feel about this section? This was uh, this is the one I hated least out of all of them. So uh, great! What an award! Uh, it's like a blue ribbon. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, I really I like Betty and Veronica together. I think they're an, a fantastic duo. Uh, the, uh, my f- funny moment or m- moment where I was like, uh, Veronica, what are you doing? It's when Betty. Uh, when Veronica was hanging out with the sheriff with his shirt off, and uh, they're just kind of like casually hanging out, and uh, yo Keller's jacked. <laughs> uh, Keller was like, "Hey, Betty, what are you doing downstairs in the basement with my dad with his Veronica, shirt off?" And Veronica, it was, uh, Veronica, yeah, and yeah. it was like, "Yeah, Veronica, what are you doing?" And she literally was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be so hard. Oh, you just ah." Uh, she was totally... So, well, let's set up. Set up. So, this yeah. story is about Betty uh, being suspicious of uh, of Sheriff Keller as the Black Hood. Right. Uh, they set it up when the bughead bed scene in the beginning, and uh, Betty is just, like, chasing after this thing. And Keller is, like, helping her, like, figure it out in right. a weird way. To the point where uh, he she breaks into his home office. Yeah, that was and awesome. And rather than get her in trouble, he methodically explains what's going on, which is weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Like, oh, let me just uh, lay the, my complete case out for you. Well, so one detail, which I don't think they covered unless I missed it in the episode. So she's suspecting Sheriff Keller because yeah. the Black Hood killed somebody in the jail. Yeah, who has the episode to the jail? The jail. Sheriff, Sheriff Keller. Right. There you go. Uh, and eventually they find this whole murder board that Sheriff Keller has in his home instead of uh, in the uh, sheriff's department. Right. The thing I liked about that, my uh, what I thought was going on there, if you remember from the last season, 
he had a murder board in his office right. and it got ransacked. Yeah. So, of course... I thought it made sense that he would put the right, murder so board up put at it, home. Yeah, exactly. I think that was weird. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's weird. I'm saying I thought that was a cool detail that they didn't dwell on much. Yeah. That yeah. he was like, nope, not going to put it in my office again. I'm going to take it over here. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was great. And... Uh, yes, Sheriff Keller is very jacked. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there you go. And uh, I liked it. <laughs> I really liked it because I like this section a lot because you do, the more you find out that Sheriff Keller is not implicated, the more based on the trappings of the format, you think, well, he has to actually be the Black Hood as right. you go on. The more he disproves it, the more there has to be like some sort of flaws there so that there's a twist. But it turns out he's not, or he's probably not at the end. He's actually having an affair with the mayor. Yeah, uh, Josie's mom. The, the one thing that I did like in this episode that was like a student film uh, was the fact that we got to see how they all interconnected, like where they overlapped, where we yeah. saw the stories, like it was all happening. Oh, Rashomon. Yeah, I know it was cool. Yeah, so uh, was there anything else we need to say about this section? Uh, yes, I mean, we do have, uh, or I guess it was or it was in the final section. Uh, sure, the so Jesse at the stuff. end, everybody meets up again in yeah. Pop's Chocolate Shop. It all ties together. They're phone all rings. sitting there. The phone rings. The Black Hood is on the phone. He's like, you tells Pop, very long speech. Pop repeats it verbatim to everybody. Great memory. Uh, and Yeah, he's really smart. Knows hamburgers, knows how to remember stuff. Yeah. And he tells everybody that the Black Hood has said, you have failed my judgment, you had your time, that's it. Riverdale is done. I'm going to destroy Riverdale. So yeah. what did you want to say about that, Justin? Oh, I just wanted the detail of uh, Josie has a dream where she, her throat is slit. and yes. a pretty horrifying thing. And then she loses her voice uh, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, is the implication at the end of the episode. I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, she's clearly under stress. Well, I want to talk about, like, so how did everybody fail the test? Obviously, uh, Jughead uh, committed a crime, uh, went with Penny and Archie, Penny Peabody. Uh, Josie, I guess, and Cheryl. Cheryl tricked Josie, and jo Josie was going to get back together with this right. bad guy. Well, but Josie was going to get together with the bad guy, but I think the way she felt is she lied. Or if she didn't lie, at least, she implicated Chuck without any evidence. Yeah. And then uh, Betty and Veronica, they... Uh, <laughs> Betty and Veronica uh, got in trouble with by breaking into the Keller house and doing all this underhanded stuff. Yeah. So I'm curious how the Black Hood could have set that up. Like, the Black Hood is just uh, putting these things in play, or is the Black Hood observing this? I, I think, think Black Hood is spying on Betty yeah, and all I the, think it's observing. Gang. I yeah. also think probably it's Pop, because he was like, oh, oh, ding-de-ling-a-ling-a-ling, -a -ling, I <laughs> yeah. got a phone call, hello, hello, yes, oh, yes, sir. And then he remembered all that stuff. Uh Talked about him. I love this episode. I think this nope. uh, show really works well when they're playing on a trope or a genre and bouncing off it with these sort of crazy characters. When it's just melodrama, I feel like the characters seem too crazy for the normal world. But in genre, it really pops. Loved it. All right. Let's switch it around a little bit here for the end of the episode. Let's do Betty or Veronica first. Which one are you going to choose for this episode only, Pete, Betty or Veronica? Betty all day. Er, day. I love the the theme music she got for like breaking and entering. It was fantastic. Betty is fantastic. 
Justin. Uh, I really liked uh, Veronica in this episode. I liked the way oh, that you she... Oh, you like when she was like cheating on Archie by hanging out with shirtless dudes? Just like, Yo, hey, yeah, what's she up? was not cheating she on anybody. She was eyeball fucking the shit out of him. Yeah, I would have been Exactly. I'm in a room where that dude's working out. I'm like, yo, what's up, dude? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, for real. The way she was reacting to it was totally reasonable when we have never seen Sheriff Keller with a shirt off. He takes off his shirt and he's got 86 abs. Yeah, it's because he's the black hood. Doesn't we'll make get to sense. That in a second. Uh, and uh, I got to give it to Archie in this episode. He was more the most human in the series so far, <laughs> the season so far. Yeah. In this episode. So uh, Archie for you, oh, uh, Betty and Veronica. Archie. Uh, I choose Veronica and got Archie. It. Okay. Uh, they're, I. They're together. I exactly. I'm gonna go with your guys' usual breaking of the stuff, and I'm gonna choose Cheryl this episode because I thought. Her becoming like, Cheryl Dark Avenger was awesome, and I'm totally into you're it. You're into hearts? You're into pig hearts? Yeah, yeah I'm into pig. No, no, no. Uh, deer hearts. Um, deer hearts that look like pig hearts are like close enough. That's that your jam. Deer hearts. Yeah. Oh, deer heart. So before we let you guys go, let's talk about the Black Hood. What is your theory? Who is the Black Hood? Pete. Your stupid theory is that it's Sheriff Keller? Or the creepy guy in the truck who Both of those wrong. everything. Definitely wrong. Both of those theories, but go ahead. Yep. That's Why do theory. you think? That's my theory. That's, that's what I feel. That's yeah. not a theory. That's, that's, uh, that's nonsensical series <laughs> of words. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I mean, the crazy thing with this show is there are such a few, the, such a limited number of suspects. Uh, but I'm gonna. So I feel like the obvious one is Mr. Cooper. Uh, we yep. we haven't touched on him. Uh, let me throw this out to you though. Dark horse candidate Fred Andrews. What? Uh, f- the sequen- you talking about Luke Perry? Uh, that's. <laughs> yes, are you to. fucking saying it's Luke Perry right now? Uh, the sequence where Archie Archie was the only witness to Fred Andrews being shot, and it's a dream. How did it's, Luke Perry shoot Luke Perry? It's a dream sequence. We don't know what happened. The when the way we that's see it in that episode you're is you're just confused. trying to piss me off. No, I'm not. Archie is confused, and we don't get a clear perspective on how it. You're doesn't. stupid. Here's the thing: he'd be <laughs> yeah. very confused if his father shot himself. <laughs> Plus, it's the perfect cover. You. Fucking take that back, what you said about Luke Fred Perry. Andrews is a black hood, and you're a psychopath. All right. I'm going to throw a theory out to you guys. Here's my theory. You ready? All right. So I still like the Mr. Blossom theory the best. We mentioned that yeah, in a previous episode. I think that's fun. But based on this episode alone, I'm going to throw out a theory to you guys. I think it is Sheriff Keller, and it's Cliff uh, Cooper. Oh, nice. Cliff Cooper? I agree no, with that. what's yeah. his name? Mr. Cooper. We I just call him Mr. Cooper. Mr. Yeah. Cooper. No, we've talked about that. I think it's both. Yeah. So they and also the librarian. No, shut up. I think <laughs> here's what I think is going on is uh, they talked a little bit about how they were inspired by things like Scream for the season. In uh, Scream, the twist is there's two, two killers. Yeah. We find out this episode the Keller has an alibi for almost everything. I thought that scene where uh, Mr. Cooper and Sheriff Keller were sitting opposite each yeah. other. Super weird because they have very similar body types. Yep. They're very similar. Yep. So to have both of them switching off being the yeah, Black Hood, both it. of them make sense. They could be alibis for each other. They could make the whole thing work. And and they'd have a much broader view of everything that's going on in Riverdale. Smart. That's true. That's who it is. You you yeah. solved it. I solved it. I figured All right, we're it out. done. <laughs> Uh, you solved it. I do like that a lot, especially since we did get a black hood in uh, Sheriff Keller's uh, desk. Yeah, but he called that. He pulled that from Archie's locker. Yeah, but well, who the fuck knows? That's a, a pretty big excuse. Right. Well, no, but it's uh, a legit excuse. 
Yeah, maybe. Stop excusing him. He definitely did it. All right, guys. If a, you like the show and the other shows we do, you can support at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at the Pit Loft in New York at 8 p.m. We talk about other things, but we're happy to talk about Riverdale if you like. So come on by. Come on down. It's free. What else do we want to plug? Pete. Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. And stay tuned next week for plenty more hilarious jokes for my daughter. <laughs> Always look under the tongue. <laughs>